Good evening, good morrow, and good morning. I'm not sure where you may be wandering, traveling, tiptoeing between the realms of consciousness, intoxication, and somehow functioning through this rumbly-tumbly world we call life. Welcome, welcome. I'm glad you happened to stumble into the studio. Today, I can confess that it's a little quiet. Music isn't as loud as it used to be. Smoke is just as good, so I'm not complaining. The tea is hot and the company is sexy. No, I'm happy you're here. I think the thing that caught me off guard by your, your presence was its timing and situational relevance. When we started the show, it was very loud. There was so much information to get out. I had quite a lot that I needed to tell you. Oh, but goodness, you've been here so long that it's hard to figure out anything else to say. Don't you worry. I will continue to try. Now, what I wanted to share was something that's been on my mind for a long time. Something that the more and the further that I journey into understanding it, the more I realize I really don't understand any part of it. My whole life, I have sought to know everything that I could. When I was little, that night, I would pray like the little good Christian kid. But I prayed and I asked God for wisdom. And it's not one of those things that's this little, like, God, I'd like to have the wisdom of Solomon, please. Thank you. Goodbye. Hangs up the phone. Now, you see, in my, my life, very young, I was presented with problems that had solutions that I couldn't solve. I was five years old when my parents got a divorce like many of the people who have survived to this point, we were forged by emotional fire. No. It happens. Life happens. Your parents split up. Relationships end. And that's okay. I was, I was young. Five is a young point. Um, but it's a very formative point. It's an incredibly formative point. And for the five years of my life, I can contest that or a test that my, it was good, it was good. So the, my mom would talk about it in hindsight, that these were the best five years of their entire fucking marriage. And these were the five years where I was made and raised. Now, those five years were a lie. Propagated and perpetrated by a man hiding an affair. It wasn't meant to last. And so piece by piece, quite quickly, almost overnight, to the perspective of little me, my world ended. My dad left for work, and as soon as he was gone, my mom packed up all of us, my sister, my brother, me, and members of the church came out of the, the woodwork to pack up our home 
and overnight we disappeared. And we left, we ran. Not because my father was an abuser, not because he didn't love us, not because he was anything other than not the place for us anymore. So I wanted to know how I could have fixed it. I didn't understand why my dad went away. Why inevitably my sister followed. Why it was just me, my mom, and my brother. Why we drove so long for so many nights. Why I never got the chance to make friends. I didn't understand. We just moved so much. That at a certain point in time as a kid, you, you wonder what you did wrong. And when you have wondered that for enough time, you accept that you just were wrong. That there's no answer. But that you were wrong. And that this is what comes next. So every night I prayed. Every night I would pray. And I would pray and pray and pray until the demons in the dark went away. And it was for one thing. I wanted the wisdom of Solomon. And, and why, why the wisdom of Solomon? Well, proverbially, the wisdom of Solomon is a hell of a thing. If you're unfamiliar with the Christian mythos, let me give you a little TLDR, quick notes, drunken history. Not that I am drunk, but that it may sound as such. So King Solomon was the son of David, and David was the first king of Israel. The Israelites were a wandering, rather nomadic people, um, whether by choice or not to be debated, but they had never had a king before. And they elected that this was what was necessary, to have themselves a good old kingly king thing, yes. And it didn't go wrong. In fact, David did wonders. Gathered everyone together, wore the crown chosen by the prophet. He built the kingdom. He set the foundation for what would be the temple of God, the house and resting place of the Lord. And in the Christian mythology, this is a very big thing. Now his son, his son's name was Solomon. And Solomon inevitably went on to complete what his father could not. And in reward for such labors, God gave Solomon the chance to have, to ask him anything. Ask me anything you want, dear boy, and I will give it to you. And Solomon, the cheeky guy, he's like, all right, all right, grand architect, Mr. Master Big Nick Builder, I've got a, got a question, got a request. I want wisdom. And God flinched. But he gave it. He gave it. And to Solomon, that wisdom flowed like light in the morning. 
roaring from the east. A man became possessed with the wisdom of God. But the funny thing is, the wisdom of God is not what you think it is. It's not. And so I idolized this man, this question, this promise that I could look at God and ask just for wisdom. My father, my whole life, declared that he had the gift of knowledge. So this is truth, his sword, his way. I have the gift of knowledge. Did he knew that he could possess a knowing and as a kid, he couldn't get anything past him because he knew. He just knew. He could tell. And I'll be honest, sometimes it was some seriously impressive demonstrations of whatever it may be. Hyperintellect, discernment, emotional sensitivity. I, you, riddle me this, Batman. I don't know. I don't know. But so the role model that I had allegorically was King Solomon figure. And physically, my dad. Knowledge was very important. And so, I asked and asked and asked. And never got an answer. Never woke up one day and felt like I had been inspired with God's wisdom. Or the wisdom of... You, it doesn't... It didn't... It didn't ever happen that way. No, see, the thing is, if food is cooking, though, you can't interrupt that process without affecting the time it will take for it to be completed. You got the turkey in the oven and you pull it out and you let all the heat out. You've changed the amount of time it will take for this reaction to occur. When you are growing in life, my beautifuls, you will ask for things that you cannot yet have because you're still little. You are still growing. And you want so many pretty shiny things. And you will have them, but some of them you have to take time and you have to learn. You have to know how to use them. I would never send you to operate heavy machinery without having proper instruction, unless it was my intention to demonstrate to you that you were not yet prepared. You want to drive a car, you got to learn how. The law says that ain't gonna happen until you at least 15 with permit, 16 legally. These things are crucial. And so, my ignorance of this due to my youth, I didn't see it coming. But then one day, one faithful, fateful day, I woke up. And I really woke up. And I remembered. And I could see. And suddenly when I asked a question in my mind, the answer was immediate. It came just as fast as the words to form the question could. Suddenly I could look to the sky and ask God, how? Why? What is there? And the answers with fervent clarity came hurled into my mind visibly, clearly, from mathematical concepts, universal law, cosmology, etymology, all of the illogies. My mind was working very differently now. 
like I was tuned into a radio frequency. And projecting into, like I could ask a question, like I was dialed in, I was a trucker down the road of information cruising. A1A, Beachfront Avenue, I don't know. This is, it's not a pretty show, but it's my show. Welcome. It happens so quickly that you go from knowing and desiring and seeking to possessing, holding, gripping, to losing, crying and slowly dying to death. In a moment and in an instant, not just because it can happen instantaneously by any event, but because time isn't real. For reference, my daughter was born when I was 16. 16 when my daughter was born. She is now not a, not far off that age. I can't, guys. This is... Nobody is immune from this passage and movement of time. So when this end comes, this thing, the end of the horizon, that none of us really know, we've all talked about, it's crossed our mind, we've watched the trees shift, we've seen in nature that things change. We know that this is coming. But it isn't about what do you do, or how do you live or why do you need to do these things? None of Trying to determine answers, which are perpetually in flux, being created and destroyed actively in every moment, will not leave you feeling like you are in possession of a full understanding. If we have poured water into a pot and turned on the temperature, Every moment that these forces are in contact, water, vessel, and heated element, there is a change happening in that medium. That the perception of time creates the illusion of progress in individual moments. That we look at it right now, it's 98 degrees. Look at it right now, it's 100 degrees. Look at it right now, it's 110. Right now, it is whatever temperature it is. It isn't getting hotter. It isn't getting colder. It is. Right now is. It's not to be discerned. It's not to be named. It's not to be formed. It is. And it will be. And if it is not, then it isn't. So we exist in so many different places in the world. The universe in our mind of possibility and potentiality. Anything can happen. Uh, FYI, mind you, it's my show. I make up words all the time because I can. And you can too. Have fun with your life. 
because there is no way of knowing anything. Everything that we experience as these four-dimensional beings is an emanation of an interpretation of illumination. There is light. That light isn't the sun. It's not the light that we see. There is a true light, which is the root in the base vibration permeating in all things. It is not the thing as we see it. It is. And I know this because, again, it's like, oh, great, this is that spiritual Mikhail smoke too much. That's irrelevant. The fact remains. We spend so much time trying to define things, to name things, to perceive them and quantify them in some level for ourselves to give to somebody else. It doesn't always work that way. Nor does that make it easier or better. Sometimes you have to uniquely go through something by yourself. And this is the reality I'm discovering to be more real than I may like. Is that it is inevitably just you. That it's always just been you. There's no gods, no man on a stick, no thundering voice above you. It's always just been you. And that doesn't make it any less real, important. It doesn't make it devoid of meaning. It creates meaning. Because it matters to you. And I, and I tell you this, I give you this story and these random collections of words to form this semblance of a buffet of food and appetizers of thought. Because if you stop being you to try to be something else or someone else outside of you, you have lost yourself. And that first path, that first step, that guiding instinct to get where you need to go. So I'm here today to tell you, babies, you've got to wake up. You've got to remember that this life is not about other people. It is about you. Because you are all people. And that the way you engage with those people is how you are engaging with yourself. If you judge, it's because you judge others. If you judge yourself... If you deem yourself unworthy, then there is another in this life that you will face that persecution with. Do you deny the beggar food? Do you close your wallet when you see an open hand? Why? 
doesn't fucking matter why doesn't we don't know all of these things they are intangible they can shift they can change it is right it's not right sort of right sort of wrong it's really right really wrong it's all of them at once Nobody can quantify anything in any singular direction because all of those perspectives are merely a multifaceted view of a singular thing. Nobody's right. Nobody knows. So, don't take yourself so seriously. Coming from somebody who's done nothing but for the last 25 years, chill out, baby. It's good, man. Peace, love. Let everybody just be. Including you. Be who you want to be believe it know it hallelujah let's do it and that that these are the words these are the things we've been here now for two coming on three years and in it we have always tried to give you every morsel of information that we can to prepare you or to show you or to guide you. But I'm here to say I don't know. I don't know what the step is. I don't know what comes next and I don't know what you need to do. I'm not you. I have barely figured this shit out for me. But I will continue to tell you and share with you everything that I find out and hopes that it could help. My name's Mikhail Moonstrong. You didn't need to know that again. Thanks for listening. Hey, I'm surprised you're still here. In case you do want to hear more, I've got another show. Not necessarily one to, uh, to brag about, but God, I certainly love it. Over on the very same platform, Spotify, me and a few of my brothers, dear close companions, have a show called 357 Radio, where we talk about all of the things Masonic, Freemasonry, and from our own personal opinions. So don't expect anything to be uh, respectable or decent, but get you on the flip side if you feel inclined. Love your faces, because that's not my outro, but I watch too much internet, and goodbye.